You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Uh, you know, healthy life, doing well. Lots happening in the last 24 hours, but if you were to watch the news, you'd never know that. Everything's all about, oh, the Biden transition team and this and that. Bunch of third-rate nobodies that he's bringing in there. And you ask, okay, well, why? Why, why is he bringing in a bunch of nobodies? And I, I saw a headline yesterday. You're going to love this. Biden is getting slammed for his center-right cabinet picks. Center-right. Interesting. Center-right cabinet picks. Has the um, Overton window shifted so far that people that are on the left are now center-right? I guess. I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I always had it in my head that that the uh, the Democrat Party at some point was going to split, and it has. And you've got, of course, you know, the and I'm talking about like um, uh, the types like AOC and, you know, the squad and all the rest of them, the, the radicals. That part has split. The classical Democrats are now going to caucus with, with what are the turncoat Republicans. And we're going to talk about some of those today. And there's your new opposition. So everything is gone in in a shifting manner, and so there's no representation out here in the uh, the traditional uh, forms of America for the uh, the classic conservative, the classic Democrat. There's no representation any longer. The, the Republican Party isn't even the Democrat Party of 50 years ago anymore. That's how far they've shifted. That's that's how far they've shifted. That's that's not even a joke. I was telling somebody the other day on the phone, longtime friend of mine, and we are going to get him on here at some point. We had a good two hour conversation and he's from uh, he's from Los Angeles and we're going to have him on at some point. No, it's not GP, <laughs> but we were having the conversation. Of course, he's a he's a lifelong Democrat. And I said, look, I said we we're talking about JFK. I said, JFK can't even get elected as a Republican today. That's how far we've shifted. That's how far we've moved. What's happening with the election? Like I said, if you were to watch the news or what we claim to be as news, you'd never know anything was going on. If you watch some of the other networks, the alternative networks, such as OAN, you know, that's One American News, which by the way, they just got banned from YouTube. And if you were to watch uh, America's Voice, they're not banned from YouTube yet, but I have a funny feeling they're going to be very soon. I think one of their highest rated programs has 250,000 subscribers on YouTube, and they're not going to be around much longer, I would venture to say. And then, of course, you have Newsmax. I think Newsmax has been under fire in recent, uh, uh, in recent months. And then, of course, now with, uh, with everything that's happened with the election, of course, you have uh, big tech. They're just kind of doing what needs to be done. I mean, it's necessary, after all, to, to get rid of the, the fake news and the, the voice of, uh, of discontent. Of course, you, you can't have any of that. So they have to be able to, to verify and, and to get you the right information. And so if you, uh, if you just pay attention to, uh, uh, to Fox News, to CNN, to MSNBC, ABC, CBS, you'll get all the news you need. Right. Just in those places. One thing I found interesting, I, I heard this yesterday. I heard it yesterday, but it was unconfirmed when I heard it. And that was there is a possible connection between Dominion voting and China. I mean, we kind of figured that anyway. Right. We've been hearing the connection between Dominion voting and, and Venezuela. So it stands to reason that there was a connection somehow to China in there. 
And then, of course, we've heard connections to uh, uh, a raid in uh, in Frankfurt, Germany. Actually, that was one of the questions that was posed to um, to someone in Arizona that was in the legislative hearings yesterday. What do you know about what's in Frankfurt, Germany with these uh, these voting servers? And of course, they know that the servers were seized. And that's all that that anybody knows at this point is just that. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, anybody else that knows anything that says they know anything more than that, I don't think they know what they're talking about. Uh, but that particular thing did happen. But that's all we know was that it did happen. But back to the Dominion voting. Why is this such a problem? Why, why is this such a big deal for the Democrats? Now that I've heard as to the connection that there is to China, like I said, yesterday when I heard it, it was unconfirmed. Last night after you and I went offline, a couple hours later, this popped up. And this is out of the Gateway Pundit. And of course, they their slogan is, we report the truth and leave the Russia collusion fairy tale to the conspiracy media. That's their slogan. <laughs> the parent. Co- now, listen to what I'm about to say. The parent company of Dominion Voting Systems received four hundred million dollars from a Swiss investment bank, which is 75 percent owned by the Chinese government. Well, Chinese government is what? It's the Chinese Communist Party. Correct. That's the ruling party. So an investigation into SEC, Security and Exchange Commission, an investigation into SEC filings has revealed that the firm which owns Dominion Voting Systems received $400 million from a Swiss bank with close links to the Chinese government less than a month before the election. You wonder why all this stuff's being packed up and moved out now and you can't find any of the executives and the offices are turning up empty? Because that's what they do. It's that uh, it's like the con man, right? The, the traveling snake oil salesman that shows up in town back in the day. You remember he, he would show up, yeah. he'd, he'd sell you whatever. He'd be standing out there on a soapbox or whatever, selling you this uh, this cure all elixir. And then on Sunday morning, guess where he's at? He's got his suitcase full of money that he uh, that he made from selling you all that junk. And he's getting on the train. He's packing up and he's leaving town. Well, that's what they did here. They shanghai the American voter when it comes to uh, Dominion voting systems, and now they're gone. <laughs> no pun intended. Shanghai. Yeah, you get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I got that. The investment centers on Staple Street Capital, which acquired Dominion voting systems in 2018. Okay, so you have now. Now, this is all broken down. You have the, here's the U.S. footprint of Dominion Voting Systems. These things are used all over the world. Before I get in, down into this, Dominion Voting Systems, give a backstory on that, what it was originally designed for in the first place. Well, it was originally designed for rigging elections for um, the Chavez government at the time. It was it was basically two supporters, I believe, or two of his lieutenants or, or you know, people, people around him. They, they were the ones that started this. And then it just so happened that they thought, ah, we should bring this to the world and maybe the world can benefit from this type of system. And then here we are. It, it went globally and we've seen election systems like this used and, um, you know, Dominion. I'm not sure that Venezuela didn't use it as well. They did. As a matter of fact, I read a headline the other day, the, uh, the Venezuelans took them out into the streets and burned the systems themselves, the machines, the Dominion machines themselves. So there you go. It's not concerning at all, right? No, not at all. Now, my question is this. Okay, you hear about a server seizure in Germany and you hear, of course, the votes were being tabulated in Frankfurt. My question, my question to that is, okay, forget what happened. The mere fact that that was actually going on. Why do we have American votes being tabulated in a foreign country? Why? That's what I want to know. I understand. I mean, I want to see what's on the server. Obviously, I think that should be made public. I think every American should see that. 
It should be plastered all over every damn TV channel. But why are American votes being tabulated outside the United States? As far as I'm concerned, they shouldn't even be tabulated in uh, in the two outer lying states or or anywhere like that at all. So I'm talking about uh, Alaska or Hawaii needs to be done on the mainland in a closed system where you can see it. Of course, I would prefer we not use voting machines at all, which, by the way, they experimented Um. with voting machines here where I'm at. They experimented with voting machines here. The Constitutional Court here, which is like uh, uh, the Supreme Court in the United States, actually ruled the electronic voting machines in 2009. They actually ruled that the electronic voting machines themselves were unconstitutional because they can't be trusted. So I'm okay with how Texas did it. I'm, I'm okay with that one. So basically how that one was done is you did vote digitally. You were given a printout of your ballot in paper form. You would validate the ballot, the paper ballot, to ensure that it was, you know, it, it showed exactly what what you voted, and then you insert it into the counting machine thereafter, and it has both a digital copy, fingerprint, and a paper ballot as well that you've signed and everything. And and so uh, I'm okay with having a system like that. And honestly, if we if we ever pass voter ID laws and that kind of thing, we're it would be beneficial to have a digital system to keep track of that. The catch with these systems is there is so many back doors with the Dominion system. For example, if you have admin privileges, you're able to go in and purge votes. You're able to go in and switch votes. You're able to go in and not only switch votes, but also the logs, you know, that that keeps track of what happened, like what votes were switched and, you know, the so tracking logs, if you will. You can delete those as well or edit those. There, There is no fail-safe systems or, or protections in there to um, ensure that there's a paper trail or a digital trail or any of that. There's none of that there. There should be some kind of system in place that protects that that sort of thing. You know, I mean, you should never have that level of admin act access to purge the logs. The logs should always remain, but that's where we're at. I mean, that's Dominion. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the ability that literally you could remotely access the Dominion server, or, or not server, but the, the voting machines, even the tabulators, you could access them online and alter the vote from online. You didn't even have to be there physically to, to alter it. And then now you could say, well, <sighs> those systems weren't connected to the internet. I mean, they're not supposed to be connected to the internet when you're doing the voting system. Um, we have affidavits and people that have come out and um, have been interviewed now on recording in hearings saying, no, I have video evidence showing that these machines were connected to the internet. And not a problem, right? We're, we're okay with this. You know, I mean, the American people don't really care, right? I mean, you, you know, you just... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm really I I don't really think the American people care, honestly, because where where are the where are the constitutional types? Where are you guys? I'm not seeing you protest in the streets, legitimately protesting. I'm not seeing anywhere people protesting this kind of thing. Wh- where are you? If you're not going to go out here and uh, have you been talking to your government, like locally, have you been talking to? Um, the governor to see what kind of systems we have in place to ensure this doesn't happen again and ensure that the vote this time counted, that your vote counted. Um, there, there's evidence of people, uh, anecdotal evidence, unfortunately, we, we don't have enough data in, that they were registered to vote in one state, voted in one state, but then come to find out the state that they came from years ago, they were registered to vote there. 
and their vote in the current state they're in was invalidated because someone else voted in uh, for them in another state. How do we ensure that doesn't happen again? It it yeah, I mean, it's just so many different things. I, I don't know, man. I, I I see these conservative types, the the constitutional types, complaining about all the systems and everything. Where are you? Where are you actively doing something? Where are you actively trying to make change, affect change? Are you out in the streets protesting? I'm not saying rioting. I'm not saying peacefully protest like the news media was saying this year. I mean, legitimately protesting. Where where are you? Are you picketing in front of the, the, the governor's house that that's certifying the votes when there's evidence that shows that the votes were fraudulent? Anybody there? In Arizona, they were. There was a crowd of Arizona about 10,000. Yeah, there's a crowd of about 10,000 out there chanting, traitor, traitor, traitor. Give me another term that fits at this point. So they're uh, they're not happy. We'll yeah. talk about him here in just a minute. But Dominion, right? Let's continue on with Dominion. But yeah, I see your point. I, I see your point. Let's look at the scope of Dominion in the first place nationwide. Okay, let's look at this. So the U.S. footprint, basically, you've got about 40% of U.S. voters that are on board with Dominion, right? So you've got customers in 28 states and Puerto Rico. I wouldn't put it in Puerto Rico either, the servers for tabulating. I wouldn't put it down there. You have nine of the top 20 counties in the country that use Dominion, and you have four of the top 10 that use Dominion. So the following states that use Dominion right now, and I'm going to name them off here, Alaska, Puerto Rico, it's not a state, but it's a it's a territory. They use territory, it. Yeah. Uh, but let's just stick to U.S. states here. Okay, so uh, Alaska, Washington, California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, Kansas, Missouri, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Virginia, New York, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, or excuse me, Massachusetts, not New Hampshire, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, did I say Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Does anybody see a correlation here as to what we're dealing with? What are the states in question where the lawsuits are being filed right now? They're all included in that list, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Every one of them. Hmm. And you know what? Uh, some of the some of the procedures they were using. Um, uh, there was an interview uh, I had heard recently from uh, the founder of Overstock, and he's uh, obviously no longer associated with the company, but he's uh, hired some uh, white hat hackers. Uh, to basically look into Dominion, right? And they purchased one of the voting machines that you know that that was used, and uh, they went about and figured out how to hack it if it was possible, and then um, proceeded to hack it and and found out the procedures that would uh, you know you had to do to hack it, and then also um, what data would look like uh, when they did hack it, and um, uh, you know, tabulated it and then compared it to the data that we had currently on the voting, uh, you know, what happened with the votes and basically concluded it was hacked. Like they, they created the procedure first on how to do it and then looked at the voting stuff and it matched almost identically. So anyway, that information that they have uh, was uh, sent to Cindy Powell um, to kind of shore up some of the holes that were missing there on like what technology they used and. Um, some of the other procedures and whatnot. So we may see more coming out of Sidney Powell uh, in regards to the, the Dominion systems uh, in, that, in that regard. So, I mean, let's get to the bottom of this. We need to be able to trust our, our electorate system, our, our voting process. And currently, 
I do not. You know, Sydney Powell, she was talking to uh, Lou Dobbs about uh, about Dominion voting. She said, quite frankly, that I mean, I'm just quoting her. She says, frankly, I'm beginning to think that the entire FBI and Department of Justice need to be hosed out with Clorox and fire hoses. I'm beginning, like, I mean, ma'am, we've she's been saying wrong. that for. Yeah, she's not wrong. We've been saying that for for years now. Uh, but anyway, OK, on with Dominion. I named all those states, right? Named all those states. So Dominion voting systems operate machines in 28 states. And they've and I named them and they've been accused by and it's been accused by President Trump accused and his supporters of being involved in deleting millions of Trump votes in addition to switching votes to Biden on election night. We saw the camera footage. It did it in real time. We've had a federal judge had to rule and say, do not delete the digital votes. Do not delete the digital records. They were going to purge the digital records. I, 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 it just <laughs> how do we. It's not that hard I, I to prove. That, it, it's really not that it, hard not, to prove this. I, I can't. I can't fathom why any human being would intentionally. Okay, I, I'm giving them some benefit of the doubts. So let me. Let me. Let me set this up first. Uh, assuming that this is fair. Assuming uh, this being the, the the people, right? Assuming the people are fair. They're they're being honest. They're being morally right or whatever. You, however you want to word it. Assuming they're not lying to us and they want the correct or the, uh, not correct, that that because correct is subjective. They want the honest vote count tabulated. Assuming that is correct, why would you purge votes? Why, when you know there's lawsuits going on right now, trying to uh, fight against the votes when clearly there's evidence of some kind of fraud going on? And, and at this point, I'm not going to say voter irregularities because some of the affidavits that come out and some of the witnesses that come out and said, over 300,000 votes in some states, 200,000 other, um, I think it was 220. A lot of these votes are looking fraudulent. I, I don't know why you would conclude, well, we have to purge it unless you are part of the scheme, unless you're part of this conspiracy. You're talking about election fraud, not voter fraud here. You're talking about election fraud. There's a difference. Now, you get into the realm of this, then this is, uh, this is an extremely, uh, let me put it this way. Anybody that's involved with this and- you think, well, yeah, okay, it could be, yeah, it could be both. But I mean, voter fraud is more along the lines of like they, they physically stuff like the ballots, which I mean, you could argue they were, you know, switching, but election fraud is, is more akin to that where they, they actually, it goes in and it, it switches the vote and then they change everything around. And that, like, that's what they did here. We had dead people vote that had their residents set up to vacant lots. Well, dead people voting, I still think that's, that is voter fraud. But I think to the, to that point you're talking about where you had them set up with fraudulent addresses at vacant lots, that would go towards the larger one of election fraud. That's a different charge. When yeah. you start getting people involved, and, and honestly, I think that's why they're looking, they're bringing in all these third rate nobody hacks to the, uh, to the Biden camp, because Could no be. one, once this starts to come out in the courts, no one wants to be associated with this because everybody that's, uh, that teams up with, uh, with old, with old Joe now, old broken foot Joe, everybody that teams up with him now is going to go to prison for a very long time when this starts coming out. Possibly. I, I think, I, honestly, I don't know that the Biden campaign, I, I don't know that anybody's going to go after the Biden campaign. Unfortunately, it's all going to be, they're all going to go for uh, the, the, the smaller nobodies that were uh, nobodies, if you will. They, they well, here's the thing. Uh, you start, any, you start getting anybody, you start getting people that were involved on it and you start offering them, you, you hang 20 year sentences over their heads. Okay. Hang 20, 30 year sentences over their heads, but you give them immunity to anybody that they flip on. You'll see them lined up around the block. 
Possibly. It depends on it. It, I, I, it depends on how deep it goes and everything, because um, plausible deniability. Yeah. We don't know how involved some of them really were. You yeah. know, I mean, it could have been it could have been a similar situation to Wuhan, the Wuhan lab and how COVID-19 just appeared. Right. Wuhan. It could where be. Have a, I, where have I heard that uh, name before? Right. Yeah, I know. It, it's it, it seems to be swept under the rug a little bit now. But anyway, it could be a similar situation there to where, well, we're going to give you the technology and the information to, uh, you know, to gain a function and do your own vir- uh, virology research. We'll, we'll give you all the ability to do it and we'll give you money and then we'll wipe our hands clean of it. And then whatever you do from there is, is yours. It's almost like they set them up for, uh, whoopsie, we, we accidentally released a virus. And it it's, it, my opinion, I think that was all intentional. I think the the whole Wuhan thing, the COVID-19 wasn't a planned, if you will. It's not like an overarching um, conspiracy. It was a, we're going to give you all the systems to, to uh, do it yourself. And then we're going to sit back and say, oh, you guys aren't doing what you're supposed to. You, you don't, you're not following the proper procedures. You guys might accidentally, hint, hint, accidentally release a virus. It's I mean, that, that's kind of it's a wind it up was toy. a wind up toy. Yeah. Which is I, you, you I wind the thing up and you just turn it loose and you watch it go. Kind of like a top. You know how you yeah. used to have little tops with the thing on the top, the spinner, mm-hmm. and you just let it go mm-hmm. and it just goes and goes and goes. That's what they did here. Yep. Yeah. That's what I think that is. So basically what I'm getting at for Dominion, they could have set up the 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 systems and set them in place and everybody just took the initiative to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could it could simply be something like that. So there's no cabal or no um, large conspiracy organization that's that's heading up everything and doing it. You're too it's, nice of a guy, Bruce. You're too modest. You're too I, I, modest. I These are hardcore criminals, man. These are hardcore criminals. They don't care. Yeah. So let's look at this. Yeah. Right. Let's look at the China connection. Okay. Specifically, let's let's get back to that. The China connection with Dominion on October eighth, twenty twenty. Of this year, right? On, on October 8th, 2020, Staple Street Capital filed SEC Form D offerings and sales um, in the amount of $400 million with the sales compensation receipt identified as UBS Securities. Okay. You hear UBS, at least in the financial world, by default, you think, at least this is, a, this is what I thought, United Bank of Scotland, right? Little cross keys emblem, everybody knows. That's what I thought. Also, one of the big recipients of the banker bailout in 2008. That's what came to my mind. But- uh, the compensation recipient identified as UBS Securities states the investigation, which also notes another payment of $200 million, was received prior to that in December of 2014. So, see, they tried to do this first in 2016, but it didn't work. That they would have been enough the, votes. They didn't turn enough votes. <laughs> and they weren't going to make the same mistake twice, not this time around. Yep. That's what the freeze was all about, was that right there. They couldn't turn enough votes. So, they had to shut it down and dump what they needed. Part of the process I was talking about with um, uh, the founder of um, Overstock, uh, Patrick, I think is his first name. He was saying that basically what they did is they added votes for Biden on both the Republican side of things. So like in a county that's Republican county, it's a it's a heavy red county. They added Biden votes to that county and then added Biden votes to the blue counties to make the blue bluer. And the red slightly more purple. So they duplicated. They, so it's not that they duplicated; it's that they either switched votes or they may have added to it. So they may have duplicated it. It you know, but basically, what his point was, they they did it so it looked a little more like people were were leaning towards Biden. Period. So it wasn't like obvious in the sense of you know, well, clearly the blue ones 
went over their quota. Like, you know, there's more votes than there was registered. Well, what they did is they went for the red and blue and it made it look like people were already leaning more Biden. So it looked a little more believable. And when you look at the data and everything, that's what it looks like happened. When these voter dumps happened, where did we see the voter dumps? It was in, uh, for, for example, um, uh, Philly and the suburbs around there. Same That's where those dumps came from, Sam in Detroit. And the, the suburbs around are red. The city itself is blue. And they just kind of made it a little bit more purple in those red, red areas. But when you look at the other demographics, other states that are comparable, right? So in, in past elections, states have more or less states in the same area. They, they, they tend to vote similarly, right? They kind of have the same ideology or same culture, if you will. Michigan's an outlier. Detroit, that's an outlier. Philly, it's an outlier. They're not matching up with the trends that we've seen in the past. So why is that? Shouldn't it, shouldn't we look into that? Just just out of curiosity. I mean, even, even if here. we didn't nothing think, to see here. Yeah, even if there was nothing to see here, even if there was nothing, shouldn't we look into it like just as a scientific curiosity? Like, yeah, what happened? I'm just curious. You know, what 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 you know? Is there is there something like? Uh, do we do better advertising there? Maybe maybe they had you know a certain type of ad that worked there better, or I mean there could be other reasons to want to look into this. But because there's so much concerning voter fraud here, why wouldn't we want to look into voter fraud? I, honestly, I think that like the, the, the evidence is being presented. All you're hearing from the courts, the lower courts, are saying there's no evidence of voter fraud here. It's like, well, hold on a second. It's almost like God Himself could come back, present, hey, look, here's 100% voter fraud. Here it is, right here, and they would say, oh, there's, there's nothing here. They don't want to hear that. It, it's not, it's not a matter of whether or not you have it. You could have ironclad, 100% proof laying in front of a court, and they're so damn biased at this point that they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear yeah. it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is treason. That is a traitor to your country. Forget party politics. I don't care about party politics. If you think that this is some kind of a podcast where we come on here and we praise politicians, you're listening to the wrong podcast. We praise the Constitution around here. We praise liberty, freedom, and justice in the American way. Now, that's not just to say America all the way. I have love for other countries around the world, obviously. But I think all nations have the right to a democratic form of government, whatever form that might be that you choose, but the people need to be able to have a say. And that's not what happened here. It's like I, I was I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day that said, well, you know, uh, uh, Trump, I, I kid you not. This is what this is what this person said to me. Trump just didn't just didn't expect uh, all those uh, all those anomalies. Uh, and he lost the black vote and uh, which he didn't. Uh, and all those mail in ballots that came in, a lot of those were for Trump. My response to that was simply this. Turn off CNN. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I really don't know what else to tell you at that point. If you're that far gone, I, I don't have any words for you. But anyway, all right, back to Dominion, back to Dominion. UBS Securities, okay? This is a Swiss investment bank which owns 24.99% of UBS Securities Companies Limited, which is a Chinese investment bank. The remaining 75% of UBS Securities Company Limited is owned by the Chinese government. That's coming from the report. That's coming from uh, the sales compensation uh, recipient that was defined as the UBS Securities, which was the actual investigation that they opened up. Now, you ask, who are the overall owners of UBS Securities Companies Limited? Well, let's go down through them, shall we? Beige, and you tell me if there's an, a connection here. Beijing Guojiang, 33% ownership. UBS, which we talked about, UBS Securities, which is a Swiss investment bank, uh, which owns 24.99%, right? So UBS owns 24.99%, not the United Bank of Scotland. That's not what I'm talking about here. That's how they 
that that's the front that they put up to make it sound like it's UBS, like it's the actual United Bank of Scotland, so no one pays any attention to it. Guangdong Commercial Group owns 14.1%. China Guodian owns 14%. And Kofco Group owns 14%. Now, aside from UBS, the other four owners of UBS securities are all communist Chinese front groups. Did we talk about China? Did we talk about front groups? Did we talk about fronts? I, I talked about fronts in, in the structure of socialism, didn't I? Yeah. I talked a little we bit talked about fronts. We, we, we also talked about it a little bit with the Biden, Hunter Biden stuff. Yes. Yes, that stuff. So, yeah. Now, UBS Securities is a Swiss investment bank, as I said, which owns 24.99% of UBS Securities Companies Limited, right? So there's a there's an LTD that's attached to that, you see? See how they did that? <laughs> it's mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a Chinese investment bank, okay? So the remaining 75%, again, of UBS Securities Co. Limited is owned by the Chinese government. Right, okay. Let's look at those five companies, right? Uh, let, let's look at those five companies. Let's look at UBS and, and the rest of them. Beijing Guojiang is a state-owned asset in China. Guangdong Commercial Group, their sole stakeholder, which is 100%, is the Guangdong Provincial Government. Now, if you're a provincial government in China, do you know what party you have to belong to? China Guodian is a state-owned enterprise administered for the SASAC for the state council. I will explain what the SASAC is here in just a second. Kafco Group is a state-owned enterprise under the direct supervision of the SASAC. Now, who's the SASAC, right? There's two companies right there that are involved with them. Who are they? That stands for the State-Owned Asset Supervision and Administration Council of the State Council. I love how they they do that. And it is a special commission of the People's Republic of China directly under the State Council. Now, what way do you think that they swing? Hmm. Libertarian. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, yes. They stand for they stand for free and fair elections. Don't you know that? Don't you know that? So uh, anyway, that uh, that's yeah, you're not going to hear that. I'm sorry. You're not going to hear that on, on TV. You're not going to hear any of that on TV. No, of course not. I mean, the, the narrative they're pushing on TV is uh, the Republicans are crazy for for wanting to look into uh, the voter fraud. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. Uh, you know. It's a conspiracy theory. It says the side of the aisle that's never accepted the results from 2016 one single day, I don't think. No, they, they haven't. Uh, she's never conceded. All right. Bill Barr, what in the hell is this guy's problem? Um, you know, we, we talked about him before being a, uh, a Bush uh, Bush guy back in the day. Um, I don't know what to say about him. I really don't. Uh <laughs> The, the departments that have the power to look into this uh, voter fraud and really dig into it and uh, look at it have all said, ah, there's nothing to see here. No problems. So apparently, according to according to CNN, he's being bashed in the right wing media. I haven't seen that unless you're of course, you're talking about companies like Newsmax and One American News. They're bashing him. Yeah. I think every news network out there, if you stand for America, you should bash him. Yeah, I, I know he's, the uh, the major independent uh, news medias are are bashing him, which are typically conservatives. They're saying that his celebrity status, his celebrity status, yeah, his celebrity status took a hit on Tuesday when he undercut President Trump's brazenly false contention that there was a mass that there was massive voter fraud in the 2020 election. So, so Barr said, uh, yeah, it's brazenly false. It's, it's brazenly yeah. false, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if you heard the Veritas tapes where he actually called in to the CNN conference call. O'Keefe called into the CNN conference call. Have you heard it? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So, Barr. I'm, I'm curious. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to listening to those uh, phone calls. Yeah, I'd like Vienna, to. But I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, of course. 
Uh, but Barr said to the Associated Press, he said, to date, we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have that could have affected a different outcome in the election. You know something? Uh, Bill, are you sleeping, bud? Are, are you sleeping? He's, so he's not wrong in the sense of we have never seen this level of voter fraud before, enough voter fraud to okay. uh, overthrow an election. So okay. that's not wrong. Technically. All right. I'll, I'll agree with you there. I, I'll, I'll go with you on that one. In that sense, he's right. Barr is is very articulate in how he does things. I mean, you don't get to be, was he a former CIA guy? Yeah, you, you don't. I think so, yeah. I, yeah, I think so. You, you don't get in those positions by being an idiot. But I have to say, I think that I would have taken a different approach with it. I would have said, it's being presented. Let's have a look. Let's let's look at the cases in each state and then by the legal team, the and facts. then we'll go from there. Yeah, we'll go from there. So let's look at what's yeah. being presented, and then we're going to go from there. It's that simple. Yeah, but he didn't do that. He's not No, he that. didn't. He said, uh, nothing to see here, effectively. So Lou Dobbs, as of course, he's he's he runs a conspiratorial program, you see, uh, according to CNN. Lou Dobbs does, right? Lou Dobbs is probably one of the last journalists on television, one of the last real ones on television. Lou Dobbs, and he's quoted on his show by saying, uh, speaking of Barr, he says, for the Attorney General of the United States to make that statement, he's either a liar or a fool or both. And then he went on to say that Barr was perhaps compromised. And that he characterized Barr as having uh, a- appeared to join in with the radical Democrats and the deep state and the resistance. It definitely does fit with the deep state. To say he's compromised because of the way he worded it, it's political. So depends on what you mean by compromised, right? Barr, or, or Barr's not the kind of by compromised. Yeah, Barr doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that that is a fool when it comes to the political game. He knows how to play. He, he's exactly. a player. He's not. It's politics. Yeah, he he's not. He's not. Uh, I don't think he's. a. Uh, I mean, he might be a liar. I don't know. I mean, they're trained to lie really good at the CIA. I can <laughs> they are. But a fool. I, I don't think he's a fool at all. I, I think he's a very intelligent man. I, I really do. I think he's yeah. a very smart guy. And I think he knows how to play the political game. So he's covering himself on both ends. That's all he's doing here. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's it, He's looking at his political career. He's not looking at his job. He's looking at continuing to make money in, in the career that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looking at he's old enough now as well. He's concerned about his legacy. He doesn't want to be the uh, uh, guessing. He doesn't want to be the um, DOJ that, uh, you know, goes after voter fraud and then finds no voter fraud and then going down in history is you know, something like that, which another, there's another so much evidence that. now. Yeah, there's so much evidence now that you would go down in history as the, a, a, a patriot, the a saver of the Constitution. I mean, at this point, at this point. Yeah. Again, not the only one. Newsmax host Greg Kelly, you know, Newsmax there. Uh, I think I think they've, they've either been banned or they're about to be banned on uh, on YouTube. I'm not sure. I know OAN was just banned. Uh, he said, some of us are wondering if he's a warrior. Again, speaking of Barr, he says, some of us are wondering if he's a warrior with the Constitution or if he's just a bureaucrat. And he said that he can't believe if Barr looked for voter fraud, he wouldn't find any. And then, of course, uh, Mark, is it Levin or Levin? Is it Mark? I've heard the guy. Mark I've heard Levin. the guy's yeah. Levin. Okay. Levin. Mark Levin said that, and this is his quote, he regretted to say that Barr's comments were misleading. You know, that that's that's a very kind and eloquent way of saying um, you're full of crap, Barr. You mentioned earlier the uh, the governor of Arizona. I think it was I think it was Arizona governor. I don't I don't remember offhand which one it was. Which governor? Arizona governor becomes the latest Trump target after certifying Biden's win. This little worm did this in the middle of the state legislature hearings on the fraud. 
didn't he? I think it was him. It was one of the governors certified the vote in the middle of the hearings, in the middle of lawsuits on this, and they went ahead and certified the vote. You should have, if you were, okay, so legitimately, if you were trying to be scummy and and you were trying to uh, cover your tracks as best as possible, you would have at least waited till after the hearing and then done some kind of like um, announcement or something and say, look, they didn't provide any information here, enough information for, for warranted, and then uh, would have done it. But instead, he didn't. Uh, I believe it was during the middle of an interview uh, with a woman that was saying that uh, the 20 some hours that she was there poll watching, there were zero Trump votes. Um, and some of the other allegations she was making there about the votes that were coming in, statistically impossible. She was basically saying 100% of the votes were Biden. You cannot statistically have 100% votes for Biden. That's that's like that's like a dictator uh, level of voting. Like you don't, it doesn't happen. You would still have there. There's still an element of human error. There's still an element of we we do have libertarian types that don't vote. Uh, Republican or Democrat, they vote Libertarian or Green Party or some third party or, you know, or, or um, they vote. Sometimes they'll vote ideas they like vote Trump, man. you know, they'll, yeah. they won't vote down ticket. Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll vote uh, or for that matter, they just voted Trump. But there was no errors. There was no third party votes. There was no Trump votes. It was 100 percent Biden. That's statistically and by the way, impossible. A lot of those were not down ticket, right? They were just the Biden vote. They were not down ticket. Typically, when you vote at the federal level, that when was you in vote Pennsylvania for, that I know. OK, so that wasn't that, that wasn't in Arizona. I, I, I don't know about Arizona. I know specifically Pennsylvania was that way, but I'm not sure about Arizona. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not sure if, if the trend is I mean, if this is a conspiracy, we would see the same kind of mm -hmm. Uh, trends there in Arizona that we've seen in Pennsylvania and in well, Michigan. About 10,000 people showed up outside of this bum's office. Uh, this guy, well, I don't even know who, Doug Ducey, du whatever the hell his name is, uh, th this bum's office. And uh, and they were chanting traitor outside of his office. Well, here, here's, here's my response to that. Now, I don't know if the American people are actually good. I mean, here's the problem right now. Right now, the the problem is that we're losing the integrity of our electoral process. That's the real problem here. OK, your party politics and your candidate be damned. I don't care about those idiots. I care about the election integrity of the country itself. If we don't fix this, if these morons and these sellouts and these scumbags don't fix this, then you might as well forget it. You might as well forget the republic, forget the constitution, forget the rest of it, because you're not going to have it. If we're going to be a banana republic, you're not going to have any of that stuff. None of it's going to matter. So guess what? No one's going to go out to vote. I would like to sit here right now and say that every single one of these do-nothing, spineless, bum Republicans that are siding against what's happening with this voter fraud, this is your last term. You're done. You're done. You're going home. Your life in politics is finished. That's what I would like to say. But are people going to go out and vote after this? I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to vote Will for Republicans? You going to vote for Democrats? Hell, the Democrats can't get 15 people together in an empty parking lot for a hula hoop contest. They can't win. They have to cheat. They have to steal. They have to lie. That's how they win from now on. The Republicans, they get in because people don't want to vote for Democrats. So is either one of them really worth it? There's a few Republicans that I can say are I, I, I would vote for. No, very few. But the thing is, is uh, just on looking, I, I agree with your your conclusion there, right? This is disenfranchising voters, right? Uh, to use the the media's terms. At the same time, it's only going to get worse. 
This is only going to get worse. If we're doing this now, basically, what we've done is we've told the Democratic Party, hey, you guys want to cheat? Go for it. We're not going to investigate. In fact, there's not even going to be any protests. Now, obviously, there there was the the one protest that we've talked about with the, with the 10,000 people in front of the uh, governor's um, residence, which is fantastic. That's great. I, I would like to see more That's constitutional types. That's yeah, a start. It's, it's a good start. But basically, conservatives have basically rolled over, shown their belly and said, nah, we ain't going to fight. This is all good. You guys want to cheat? You guys want to steal the election? You guys want to royally F us over? Yeah, it's okay. We're, we're good with that. Have at it. People won't vote or people will um, will come down to the next election, right? And you'll, you'll have these people that are, that are complaining and, and griping about how the election is stolen, but they're still going to vote for their favorite Republican because we have to vote Republican because we can't have the de- Democrats get in office because they're going to destroy the... At this point, I'm I'm almost want to vote against my principles and vote for Democrats and hope I get a Democrat in because I want the pain. I I, I want people to feel it. You guys voted for this. You want this. Th- this is the kind of stuff you want to deal with. Let's bring it on. Let's go full throttle. Don't 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 hold back and 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 tiptoe into this. Let's go headlong into it. Let's feel the pain because nothing will change until you feel that pain. And that that's basically kind of where I'm at now. Is is Maybe, you know, I might change my, my registration to Democrat just to um, bring the pain in hopes that maybe it'll wake the American people up. Well, Bruce, as, as fantastic of a rant as that was, and, you know, I, I just like to say that if you are going to change your registration to Democrat, make sure you do it three times. Yeah. Or Don't worry. They'll tell you how to do it. Yeah. Don't worry. They'll, they'll yeah, tell you how yeah. to do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, off this election crap, let's get over to some uh, some COVID stuff. Now, I, I understand that this is a very trying time. I mean, the virus is surging out of control and, and there's there's really no other way to put it. This is the worst we've seen since uh, since the start of, of the pandemic last year. And is that you, CNN? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I meant to turn that down. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, I was kind of referencing you since this is your uh, your state. I, I, was, I saw that uh, Oklahoma declares a day of prayer as the virus surges out of control, uh, as it continues to, to ravage the state of Oklahoma, uh, nearing 200,000 cases, uh, your governor, Governor Stitt down there, has declared Thursday a day of prayer and fasting in the state. Uh, Bruce, are you are you prepared to, to pray and, and to fast on Thursday? Um, so I probably won't be fasting um, just because I like food too much. Um, uh-huh. But gonna go to chipotle that day yeah i might yeah (laughs) yeah but i'm not against so this sentiment i'm not in disagreement disagreement with i'm not against praying i'm not against fasting uh what what i have difficulty with is um being ordered the virus is (laughs) well yeah number one being ordered to do it actually having the government come in and say um you know look we want to we want to designate this day for a day of prayer as a leader I commend him for for taking the to, to having the cojones to do that uh, because honestly, in today's world, uh, for you to be a conservative or a Christian or to to have those kind of views, I mean, uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook trends. Um, what is it? Um, your your thoughts and prayers are meaningless or whatever their their slogan is. There, your thoughts and prayers and all that. They they, they think it's um, you know. Uh, what what they don't understand is for Christians, prayers are a very important thing. It's very for for us to say we're praying for you. That is a that's that's. And here's I really the thing. Don't know how to. It's Here, important. Here's the it's question. Deal. Here's the question: Is that card <clears throat> being played because you're a very heavily you know Southern uh, Baptist Christian 
state Christian, is yeah. is that the is that the state or is that the card that's is being played you're playing games. on your heartstrings yeah playing on the state's heartstrings and the the attitude in the communities is that what's being done here possible that's that's very very possible i don't know much about stit honestly i don't pay attention to um stit there there was some i really don't pay enough attention to it as i, well, I have a quote, and talk about we need to be you know more active than our local governments uh, he says, I believe we must continue to ask God to heal those who are sick, comfort those who are hurting, and provide renewed strength and wisdom to all who are managing the effects of COVID-19. Very broad statement. It's very broad. Very, Sounds like he could have said that at politician. the pulpit on Sunday. but <laughs> I, I don't know of him saying these kind of statements uh, regularly. I don't know of him saying these kind of things. So it does feel very political. I, I know midterms are coming up uh, in, in a couple of years. So I don't know. Maybe he's trying to... Maybe he's trying to hedge his bets. Uh, yeah, I do have some bad news though, because th- this was this was announced at the same time. It was also cited by the NBA's uh, Oklahoma City Thunder that they've announced that their fans will not be allowed at games during the beginning of the season. So I, I'm you're just probably going to have to refund your season tickets. Uh, yeah, I will. I will refund my virtually non-existent season tickets. Uh, yeah, you know, now that you've mentioned it and and kind of thinking about it. This this is just him effectively virtue signaling, but on the 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 right, it's um it's a political game. This I mean, because seriously, if he was if he was serious about this, if he was he would be opening the state back up. He'd be like, look, lockdowns aren't aren't valid. Your your mask mandates stop. You know, I mean, he should be, but he's not. He's not looking at the data. We we've we've talked about it before. When you look at the data and you look at the the statistics and everything that we're seeing, COVID nineteen uh hasn't caused anything with outside of norms for um, deaths, right? Uh, 2018, do you compare it to 2018? We're on par. It's, it's the same, roughly. Yeah. It's, it's within the margin of error. Yeah. 2019, we are higher than last year, but 2019, we actually had a lower death rate than we did in 2018. So, you know, it, it, it's, but it's no different than any other flu season. It's no different than any other year. So I don't know, man. It, it, oh, we just weren't paying attention kind of, to it. I was talking to somebody from yes. the UK today, and uh, we're going to have them on uh, tomorrow. And I, I was saying that the only reason that we're seeing all of this stuff right now, it's like I said, that I said yesterday, the virus is not the weapon here. It's the response to it. That's what's being used here. The virus just gives them a reason to do this using PCR tests, which you can find anything in anybody, according to the even the creator. That was their their statement that you could use that. And that's what they're using largely because we aren't paying attention year after year after year of the flu, of pneumonia, of underlying conditions that cause you to or immunocompromised people that get a severe cold or some kind of an infection and it kills them. That's a terrible thing. But since we don't pay attention to these things, we don't care. We don't care. But now that we've put a magnifying glass on everything, every time somebody dies of something and because they're able to do a test, I mean, I could take a PCR test, do a swab test on my desk right now, and I'd probably test my desk would probably test positive because I guarantee you there's probably a half a million coronaviruses on my desk right now in front of me. Yeah, we've talked about the PCR test. You can have a fragment, a fragment, not the full virus, just a piece of the virus, and it'll show back that you're positive. So uh, you you have to do the 24-hour tests. You have to do the 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 longer ones because they're far more accurate and they'll show a accurate positive and an accurate negative, more accurate than the PCR. A PCR, it's so widely, wildly inaccurate that you can be asymptomatic, non-contagious, still show up you have uh, COVID-19 
and still, you know, they would do all the lockdowns and all that. Honestly, I, so, I think that we're I think that we're entertaining all this testing and garbage anyway, and it's not necessary because eighty over eighty percent of the people that contract uh, Corona are asymptomatic. There's no point. None. You have a better chance of catching the flu. You shouldn't be testing anyway if you're not symptomatic. No. If you, you if shouldn't. you're asymptomatic, you shouldn't be testing. That means you're not sick. Health officials are facing death threats from COVID deniers. So people are people are refusing. Well, I mean, that happened. I think was it a council member or a mayor in your town? Someone pulled a gun on him after yeah. uh, after it was even council. suggested. Was it council yeah. member? It was City even council. Suggested. They, they well, they they did pass a citywide mask mandate and within three hours someone pulled a gun on him the mask mandate I, was quickly rescinded i got no sympathy for you none which by the way for for those that are that are curious um that's literally why the second amendment is in place when you when you have governments coming in and saying you're going to do this and it's unconstitutional i don't recommend you go out and and, and spur violence but that's what it's there for <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately how, how I, I mean I'm, how how can you avoid how can you avoid saying i mean there's only so many ways you can dance around actually putting it out there there's only one way this gets fixed and we all know what that is i think at this point yeah somebody obtained now listen to this dr megan seren uh, was attending a virtual american medical association discussion around the mask up initiative one evening in july when she began to receive frantic messages from her parents begging her to confirm that she was all right Somebody obtained her father's unlisted cell phone number and spoofed their number. You know how you can make it look like they actually, you know, you're calling from that number, making it look like the phone was coming or the phone call was coming in from her phone to her father. Essentially, they uh, they insinuated that they had harmed her and that they were on their way to their house, to her parents' house to harm them. Of course, it was a hoax. It was a malicious hoax at that. Uh, And I honestly, I that's that's not the way to, to, to deal with this. That, that's not that's not how you, no. you how you deal with this. You don't go at this like that. No. You go off all half cock like this. All you're going to do is get your stu- you get yourself in trouble. Uh, and that's no. that's just stupid. So that's not how you deal with these people. You deal with these people on their terms, not yours, theirs. You go to, you go about it legally. Exactly. You, you don't and yeah. lawfully you don't and do peacefully. Kind of stuff. Yes. Now you want to take it to the street. You want to protest. Fine. But not that's, this. That's lawful and legal, though. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, we no. have the, no, no, no. the legal no, it's right not, to do that. No, no, not if it's you, you have the right to protest, but you, you can't protest anything with COVID. Oh, right. Right. That, that's right. right. I, I forgot about that little amendment we yes. had in there. It's actually yeah. well, well, that's that's what the governors and mayors are saying is you have the right to protest. You just can't protest anything having to do with COVID. Right. Right. Well, they're, they're referencing a clause in, in, in an amendment in the Constitution that right. says you can protest unless it has to do with any kind of infectious disease, in which case... Which which it, amendment is that? That is the 29th Amendment. Oh, it's okay. So it's all the way down at the bottom. Okay. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, the main... Uh, by the way, <laughs> right. just to be clear, that doesn't exist. There's only this militia. This militia and the 25th, they're going to use an old Joe. So this hoax was made possible by doxing the doctor's private information, which was the most severe instance of abuse and harassment she had endured since she became a more visible proponent of mask wearing and other mitigation measures at the beginning of COVID-19 pandemic. Really? Um, and what what are you basing your what are you basing your research on? Here's the thing. I, I disagree with her. Uh, about, you know, doing the mass mandates and doing all that stuff, the lockdowns and whatever, you know, I'll disagree with her there. But to dox someone because you disagree with them, isn't that a felony? Isn't that wrong? Like, I think any form of doxing should be a felony, to be fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have some, maybe it's not a federal 
uh, offense. Maybe it's some states have that, but I'm pretty sure that's illegal uh, to be doxing people like that. So uh, no, I, I, whether it's illegal or legal, uh, it does not matter. That is dirty. The person that docks them should be ashamed. Unfortunately, I think anybody the ones that, docks, that docks them are. I have absolutely no sympathy for people that uh, that are doxers. You deserve everything you get. Seriously, I, I I think that's I think that's dirty. I think that's uh, that's a horrible it's way to despicable. be. It is despicable. Uh, she said it was startling at first. Uh, the volume at which these threats were happening. I know that people get very heated about politics and the issues that people advocate for in general, but especially on something like this, where it's merely trying to provide a public service, uh, a way people can protect themselves and their loved ones and community based on medical objective facts. Uh, OK, I, I don't agree with you on that. Uh, that's surprising that this is a reaction people have. Well, lady, when you're implementing policies and you're advising on policies that are literally ruining people's lives, I think they have a right to be a little bit upset. Maybe not to the level that you and your family went through, but I think I think that the uh, the consensus is is pretty well known at this point because protests are growing on on what academics like you that quite frankly, based on all the research that's out there now, you've been wrong about everything, not just you. But people like you, you've been incorrect from the start. And clearly, she's been one of the advisors from the start, as she said. She's been incorrect about everything. She's another Dr. Fauci, in a sense. I'm not discrediting your credentials here. That's not the point. My point is, is that you're looking at this in a manner that is destroying our livelihoods. And so I think people have a right to be upset. It's um, it's also unconstitutional. That's the other thing. That's my biggest beef with all this is... Yes, you're destroying people's lives. And I, I, that's, but the thing is, is if you were being constitutional about it, you wouldn't be destroying people's lives. So, you know, I, I kind of default back to the constitutional thing that if you were following the constitution and then not mandating lockdowns, mandating mask wearing, um, only under extreme cases, by the way, do we typically have martial law or uh, um, um, curfews or any of these kind of things. And usually those cases are, as an example, we just had a terrorist bombing at a marathon and we have to lock down because the terrorist uh, escaped and we're trying to find the guy. And then when you find him, it, it, it they open things back up again. That's Typically, those extreme scenarios like that is typically the only times that we see curfews or, or lockdowns. And it's not even necessarily that it was, I, I don't remember if it was mandated. I'm wanting to say the curfew was mandated, but like an actual lockdown wasn't mandated. It's just that people did it anyway because they were scared. So they didn't need the government to tell them to, to lock down. So the fact that it's just, they're treating us like children, worse than children. And and are are trying prisoners. to be nanny state. It's it's yeah, prisoners. Prisoners, yeah. That's what it prisoners, is. Prisoners, slaves. Uh, prisoners yeah. go into lockdown. That's a prison yeah. term. Yeah. All right, we are going to have to go. We're out of time. But thanks for sitting down today, Bruce. For those of you who have not, you'd like to, please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. Love getting all of your feedback and your likes and your echoes. You can follow me over there at Anderson 3 or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you want to reach out to us and you don't want to do it on social media, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, but we do need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass this along to friends, family, and known associates, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce, thank you for your time tonight. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.